Today we begin our Advent series titled Christmas Lights. You know, it's one of those defining moments in life when you realize that something cataclysmic has broken into your existence. Believe it or not, for me, it was 1977. I was sitting in a movie theater with my mom and dad and my three older brothers, and I was on the threshold of seeing something very significant. Almost all my first grader friends had seen the movie, and I was severely behind. I was considered an outsider in some ways. I couldn't share the bond of their excitement. Therefore, that day, I had a very, very memorable experience. I sat on the edge of my seat in wonder and anticipation, and this is what I saw. Like I said, it was cataclysmic. My six-year-old mind was now filled with a new reality, new adventure, new heroes, new vocabulary. Words like lightsaber, millennium falcon, blaster, death star. Names like Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO. The highest of all words, Jedi Knight. Whether you're a fan or not, Star Wars in 1977, it took the world by storm. This morning, we heard God's word proclaimed from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. Now, my 50-year-old mind, all it can say is, wow. Today, when I compare those words to Star Wars, I want to shout from the mountaintop. Just these first verses that you see here, verses 1 and 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. This is profound, cataclysmic to the one millionth power for me now. Mind-blowing. And these words blast into all of our existence today. They explode into our advent as we begin the journey together today. Read these words to yourself. The greatest power, God Life-altering words, my friends. A new reality which created in me a new vocabulary, a new thought process that steered the course of my life and will do so forever. John probably couldn't keep his hands still for a moment while writing these inspired words. He saw God speaking and creating through him. And he put it all together. And here we are. November 28th, 2021, and we see it, and we've heard it read and proclaimed so eloquently and creatively. You see, Jesus, John says, is the source of all creation. Beautiful words, glorious words spoken, words that created 
God spoke galaxies flung a world into place stars burn the heavens the planets began to orbit their suns words of awesome unlimited unleashed power he spoke again and our reality came into being the waters and lands were filled with plants and creatures running swimming growing multiplying words of animating breathing pulsing life Again, God spoke, and man and woman were formed with thoughtfulness and love, words of personal and creative glory, eternal, infinite, unlimited. He was and is and forever will be the maker and Lord of all that exists. And when he came in the flesh to a speck in the universe called planet Earth, The mighty creator became a part of creation, limited by time and space, susceptible to aging and sickness and death. But love propelled him into our reality so that he could rescue those who were lost and give them light of life and eternity. He is the word, the word from the beginning, Jesus Christ. The greatest power became flesh and blood. I love how Eugene Peterson puts it. He says the word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one-of-a-kind glory, like father, like son, generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. I believe John's hand continued that writing in fervor in verses 4 and 5. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light to all mankind. And light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. While Christmas lights are bright and beautiful, there is one light that outshines them all. And that is the infinite one, the infinite value of one that will not fit on a tree It is Jesus. He boldly identified himself as the light of all, of all, light for everyone. John refers to Christ as the light of the world. No wonder that star shone brightly over Bethlehem because light was coming into the existence of the reality of earth. And this is the real reason, the real reason We hang our Christmas lights all over the place, on our trees and our houses, adorned with hundreds of light to celebrate the, the light. The Gospel of John uses the the word light no fewer than 21 times referring to Jesus Christ. You see, the world cannot extinguish the light of Christ. His light can break into any place and any situation. He's the light that shines in prisons, the light that shines in hospital rooms, in lights that shine in the situations like funeral homes, shines in the midst of poverty and every manner of heartache and hardship. Nothing can stop his light, my friends. You can try burying it in the ground, but God's light will still break through. 
As John declares so beautifully in these verses that he is the light of the world and that light cannot be extinguished. While this world may seem rather dark sometimes, the power of the light comes from the source of all created things. There is no darkness, no, no power of darkness that is greater than the power of the light. As Jesus, we know and we hear from these scriptures, has total authority over all creation, including the visible and invisible powers. One of the reasons that Jesus' life existed was to show us that his light is stronger than darkness. Why is this certain? Because he is the almighty, the all-powerful one, God omnipotent. Because there is no power on earth or in heaven that can thwart him or undo his plans or unmake his intentions. Because he is the I am, the being who names himself, uncontrolled by anyone or by any destiny. The one who by his very nature creates his own destiny. The reason we have hope in the darkness of life is because of the one in whom we hope. He is the one who in Genesis created the light and was right there, the source of power and creation. I love in Linda's prayer how we, she had us meditate on what darkness maybe looms over us right now and seeing the light of Christ come in to that darkness. You see, God's victory is certain in the same way that all light is victorious over darkness. Therefore, in him, when light appears, darkness flees, evaporates, it hides, it scatters immediately. As light completely abolishes darkness, so the presence, presence of our God abolishes all spiritual darkness. It is a victory that is certain and a victory that is unavoidable for us referred to as children of light. He could not be overcome by the darkness. Just a small amount of light can illuminate a dark space, can it? Just a tiny little candle can light up the room. If this room was pitch black and there, I had just this tiny little candle, you would see it because it would cut through and split that darkness in two. At this time of year, our days are short and our nights are long. I consider it a bummer for it to get dark at 5 p.m., don't you? Who invented the time change? Come on. <laughs> the darkness can be depressing, especially when one sees the darkness as a symbol of all that is wrong in our world. The chaos, the instability, the continued conflict and war, the ever-present threat of the pandemic the prisons, the abuses, the broken relationships, and the list can go on and on and on. And we articulate darkness in that way. Sin has definitely sent our world stumbling about in the darkness. But there's darkness, it seems like, everywhere we look. Yet, as the old hymn goes, in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. And that's what we begin in this celebration, in this holy journey called Advent, my friends. To celebrate that light does shine in the darkness. I love F.F. Bruce, who wrote in his commentary on the Gospel of John. He wrote, light and darkness are opposites. But they are not opposites of equal power. 
light is stronger than darkness, and darkness cannot prevail against it. Darkness cannot overcome those who walk by light as well. Today we celebrate Jesus, the light of life, the light that saves us. I found a story this week in preparation of this sermon, and it was on Sunday, January, June 1st, 1975. I'm going back to the 70s again. Daryl Dory was on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico, and suddenly that oil rig, it wobbled and tipped to one side and then crashed into the sea. Daryl was trapped inside a room on that rig. As the rig sank deeper and deeper into the sea, the lights went out. And the room he was in began to fill with water. Thrashing about in the darkness, Daryl accidentally found a huge pocket of air that was forming in the corner of that large room. And he thrust his his head and body inside of it. Then the horrifying thought sent a shiver down his spine. I'm going to be buried alive in this room. So Daryl began to pray. As he did, something remarkable happened. He said, in his testimony, he said, I found myself actually talking to someone. Jesus was there with me. There was no illumination, nothing physical, but I sensed him, a comforting presence. He was real. He was there. For the next 22 hours, that presence continued to comfort Daryl. But the oxygen supply inside the bubble was giving out, and Daryl knew that death was inevitable. It was just a matter of time, he thought. Then, a remarkable thing happened. He saw a tiny star of light shimmering in the pitch black water. He wasn't sure if he was hallucinating or not. He wasn't. It was a real light. It was coming from a diver's helmet. The diver, someone had found him. His 22-hour nightmare was over. The rescue had come. He was saved. This story is a remarkable illustration of what the true Christmas story is all about. Sin had wobbled our world, had tipped it to one side, had sent it crashing into the waters of spiritual disaster, And darkness was everywhere, and the human race was hopelessly trapped. And there was no hope. Humankind was doomed to certain spiritual death. Then, when the night seemed darkest, something remarkable happened. True light, true light which enlightens everyone, came into the world. The nightmare of the human race had come to an end. Rescue had come. For the people who walked in darkness had seen a great light, a rescuing, saving light. Jesus, shining with the light of God, came down from heaven to save the human race. Just as the diver had come down to save Daryl, Jesus is the light of light for us and saves us, my friends. Folks, (laughs) you're a child of light. You can never be trapped in spiritual darkness, as we remain in that light. That light has arrived. 
In this first chapter of John, John writes about a man that shares his name, John the Baptist. He was the one to point people to that true light, which was Jesus Christ, the Savior bringing light into our darkness. John the Baptist radioed in that the rescue was coming. John the Baptist was the voice of the one calling in the desert, make straight the way, the way for the Lord, the path. And on this Advent journey, we remember that the time, it's time for us to clear that way of that path so that the light of Christ can shine on our footsteps and on our present darkness and give light to our words, our practices, our actions. As citizens of the kingdom, we're called to shine the light of life. In John 12, Jesus says, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. Folks, I don't know if you see yourself that way, but you are children of light. It's a transference. The divine light of Christ can shine in us and help change the atmospheres around us. What a great gift for someone who might otherwise have to sit in darkness. What a gift to give to someone the gift of light. Today, as we celebrate the first Sunday of Advent, we have to remind ourselves that we're in this journey together, together traveling, walking on this journey, looking at Christmas lights. All of you, traditional, contemporary over there, Anderson campus, and I just preached at the Salem campus. If you're an almost, or not almost retired Methodist men, always ready Methodist men, UMW, if you're Star Wars fans, if you're Buckeye fans, Bearcat fans, even Wolverine fans, cat lovers, dog lovers, Buckeyes and Bengals and Steelers, and six-year-olds, 80-year-olds, we are called to be children of light, spreading that life and light together. So here's the deal, church. It's one thing to just sit here and get our flames stoked at the 11 o'clock hour here at 11 traditional. It's another thing to actually put foot and hands and words and actions to that light. You see, the more we incline our hearts and minds toward God, the more heavenly light God distills within our souls. On this Advent journey, God wants to fill us with his light to brighten the world around us. So bright, people ask, what in the world is going on with you? And you come in and you light up the room with your love and with the very presence of the divine light, Jesus Christ. And you see, they're asking questions about your light that comes from Jesus Christ. I believe the church is a place where fires get stoked so that, that f those fires can spread and carry that light everywhere. You see, we come here each week to get a fresh wind, fresh oxygen, fresh fire to stoke that light of Christ. This should, be, this should make us invitational. Invite people to church. Invite them to join in this, in this wonderful uh, invitation for this holy Advent journey. Linda just had you vote on your Christmas lights. Take that postcard with you. Give it to people. Invite them to become a part of this. You're tuning in online. Invite them 
to come and join you online, to make a comment there. You see, we live in a community where many people don't know about this light. They don't know how to escape the darkness. It's our job, our job to share the light. You see, it's Christmas time. One of those times where your family, your friends, your neighbors, I think they expect you to invite, to invite them. What a great gift for someone who might otherwise have to sit in darkness. Folks, don't hesitate. Give someone the gift of light through your words and your actions wherever, wherever you go. Today, let the cataclysmic happen in 2021. Let light fill you. And go be filled with the light and take that light and change the atmospheres around you. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty God, we give thanks for you, Jesus Christ, the light of the world who came into our reality, and you exist, and you desire for us to share your light. Tonight, hide it under a bucket, (laughs) but to let our light shine before this world so that people can find their way out of darkness into your wonderful divine light. We give thanks for this time, for this Advent journey that we're taking, beginning our steps today. Bless our journey, and we know that your light will lead the way. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen.